Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now to Trey Betty, brought to you by Asher Record Service, 501-562-2293, family owned and operated since 1980. Asher Wrecker, dependable towing and vehicle recovery service. Ask for Asher. Good afternoon, Trey. Hey, guys. Two down, one to go for Coach Sam Pittman, the SEC teleconference. Then he has the 2 o'clock press conference I was unable to partake of today. And then tonight he will be at the Catfish Hole at uh, 7 o'clock for Sam Pittman Live. So what did I miss today, Trey? Yeah, I mean, he talked a little bit more about uh, Rocket Sanders. Obviously, you know, they'll put him through practice currently, I guess, right now. Practice is closed uh, if, if he's if his knee doesn't have any swelling. So that's the good thing is, you know, he practiced Monday and he was able to practice Tuesday. So that means he didn't have any swelling from Monday's practice. And that's that's a really good sign. Tuesday, they put him through uh, a good bit more. And so if he comes out of that without swelling and practices Wednesday, then feel pretty good that he's going to be good to go. He's, he's moving really well. So I think it's a good sign that he plays. Uh, Hudson Clark will be in a green jersey today. He's been uh, mentioned yesterday. He's been in green. A.J. Green's been in green. Uh, so they've been a little banged up, but I don't think it's anything that's going to keep either of those guys from suiting up on Saturday. Um, Trying to think if there's anything else too dramatic, Randy. I asked him a little bit about last year's game and what kind of motivation they use. And he said somebody told him, you know, you don't, you shouldn't need to be motivated. Uh, you shouldn't need any extra motivation. He said, we'll take all the extra motivation we can get. Um, so, uh, yeah, I wouldn't say there was anything um, too dramatic that you missed from the teleconference uh, to the 2 o'clock presser. Well, injuries, I, I know it seems to be the, at the top of most minds and that is because finally getting rocket back the major question still lingers at left tackle how healthy is devon manual and Closer, yeah yeah I, I don't know if he talked about that at, at the ten forty or at the two o'clock but uh you know devon's still not 100 percent healthy I, he, I had him at 76 percent of the snaps on saturday so he's healthy enough to to be out there the majority of the time man i would assume that he's probably gotten healthier since last week and um but I think we, we could all see in the game Saturday was they really need Manuel to be out there. Well, you chided me so hard so often when I would. Is that right? Pull, yes, you did. <laughs> when I would pull out from Hogsport. Chided, Trey, yes. Yeah, yeah. He, he, no, he, he more than kind of chided me. He chided me. Um, and when I would say, Trey, I'm looking at the fastball uh, first team, second team. He said, oh, no, no, you can't, you can't go with that because, you know, they're mixing and matching everybody. Yeah. It's an I order would... of appearance, not a depth chart. Exactly. <laughs> is it not, though, at the time of the season, is it not time that when you trot out the first team offense, it's the guys that you are expecting to be on the start of the game against Texas A&M? No, not really. Oh. I mean, Traylon Burks during the season, he I don't think he ever went out there. I know. School. You always remind me of that. Yeah. Yeah. They but like he, to he has been use, the exception to the rule, though. Yeah, they like to mix things up a little bit and kind of like, okay, this guy's out of the mix, you know. 
and how we're going to respond here. They they like to do those kinds of things. And you know, fastball is just like it's four plays. It's just kind of a way to get your juices flowing uh, at the start of practice. So it's not it's not anything other than that. I've seen them. You know, usually they'll, uh, especially this time of year, they'll uh, escort us out when they start going team. But we, you know, I'm I'm watching as I'm walking. I'm not walking at a slow pace. I'm walking at a normal pace, just watching what's going on. And uh, a lot of times it'll it'll be a different group out there for the team period uh, versus the fastball period. Okay, this is the fastball first team from this is from yesterday. Uh, quarterback, K.J. Jefferson. Well, that sounds familiar. Running back, Rocket Sanders. That sounds familiar. Wide receiver, Andrew Armstrong. Wide receiver, Tyrone Broden. In the slot, Isaac Tesla. Tied in, Luke Has. Left tackle, Devon Manuel. Left guard, Brady Latham. Center, Bo Limmer. Right guard, Joshua Braun. Right tackle, Patrick Kudis. That sounds like the starting lineup to me yep. that we have been seeing. As of late, yep. I could do the same it thing. Is. I could do the same thing for the defense. I, I don't. Can you? I don't think you can. Well, I I'm think se- you're going to run into one issue. I'm seeing Jalen Braxton, and I'm seeing Hudson Clark. I'm now I'm going by what's on paper here. Yep. Let's see. So there's one issue there. There, this from the Hog Sports staff. So I can't I can't uh, single any one person look at, out. Look at the D line. Uh, Jeff Coat. Okay, Cameron Boss to Tarian yep. Carter, Gregory. Jackson, Thomas, Paul, McLaughlin, Snacks, Jaden Johnson, Hudson Clark, and then Jalen Braxton. Yep. So a couple of a couple of changes. Now Jaden Johnson and Al Walcott have pretty much been like they've just been rotating at that one spot on Saturday. They had been moving Hudson Clark to every, you know, to the nickel spot and to the two safety spots. He's just kind of rotated around and they've kind of kept everybody somewhere around like 40 snaps or so uh, but on Saturday Hudson played all but three snaps at that safety spot and he played a few down at nickel and Snacks Johnson played basically all but maybe what five snaps at nickel I think they had um, uh, Metcalf in there for uh, just maybe one or two plays but they just rotated Johnson and Walcott so uh, it, it sounds like they feel like Clark is one of their best options in the secondary now. Now, he actually graded, I believe he was an 80.9, which was higher than anybody on LSU's defense except for one guy, and I think fifth highest for Arkansas's defense. Hmm. So he, he played pretty well Saturday, but his shoulder's a little banged up. All right. I see. I don't know the number of snaps, but it seemed like Luke was out there for all the snaps. I did out there a lot. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the, this brings up this question from our Southern Structural Solutions Buzz text line from the 910, which is North Carolina. What's going on with Varky's gums? He got out there a little bit Saturday, but he's been slow to start. There's no question. Uh, part of what's wrong with Varky's gums is they have this guy named Luke Has, who's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. And Arkansas does use some 12 personnel, but they primarily use 11 with just one tight end and has is out there for a significant majority of the snaps. I do think as time progresses, we're going to see uh, more of Gums. I think the offense has just been quite a bit different for him, and he's been a little slower to pick up. He wasn't an early enrollee. But we're starting to see a little bit more of him, and I think that will continue. But, I mean, how do you take Luke Has off the field? Well, you don't. 
Yeah, he can't. You know. He's no. good. And when well, they and you're were... also talking about, you know, with Gums, he's more of a receiver type. You know, he's not a hulking tight end or anything. Um, and, you know, you've got Francis Sherman, who they really like as a blocker, and you've got Bax, who they also like as a blocker. So for some sets, when you're going to use a tight end to block, then, you know, it's going to be one of those guys if they have 12 personnel out there. When they went into 12 personnel last weekend, it was Bax who was out yep. there. Along it was with... Bax and then um, – and, and has, of course. But uh, there was there was a – set where i saw gums out there at least once or twice yeah he was in at least one or a few plays yeah because i remember chuck saying that he was in the game Mm -hmm. Hmm. okay um the other note braxton was with the first uh defense and singletary was with the second defense do you think they're making that as a switch at least for the wild it's possible. Uh, Singletary definitely had some plays that uh, he gave up some, you know, some some big catches. Braxton, I don't remember him just giving up a bunch of big plays. I make, I remember him making a nice play early in the game, on a deep ball in the first quarter, but he played about 25 snaps or so Saturday, and um, and Singletary I believe got all the other ones. So I, I think as he gets, you know, a little older and they get more comfortable, then you could see kind of a combo of those guys and maybe maybe you get to a point where you're able to rotate them a little more and i think mcglothern is their best defensive back so he would probably rotate the least but you know defensive backs don't rotate as much uh as it's kind of like the lower you get down the more you would like to rotate like defensive line probably you'd like your starters to play somewhere around 60 percent of the snaps and linebackers maybe about 75 or so and defensive backs maybe like 90 or something uh, but unless you've got a lot of good guys out there, and it it just kind of comes down to, um, you know, at what point does my tired starter, is he not as good as my well-rested backup, you know? Uh, so um, that's kind of the, I guess, the mythology. Well, I tried to pick too big a word. Um, the uh, thinking. <laughs> methodology. The thinking. Don't bail yeah, out now, Trey. Come on. Keep, it, keep going. Keep going. I want to hear yeah, how many. I'm going to use my get out of jail free card. Um, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I think that's kind of the thinking there with uh, with how they rotate defensive backs. What's interesting, I thought, was uh, that Pooh Paul played every single snap, and Jaheim Thomas played all but like three snaps. And the, I think that was the only one they were came out in like their dime package, and they had Al Walcott in a linebacker next to Pooh Paul, but. Every defensive snap, Paul played, and we, you know, you'd like to rotate your linebackers a little bit and keep them fresh. I think that's part of the reason that we saw both sides got a little tired because LSU didn't do much different than Arkansas did in terms of their rotation. So, um, but you'd like to be able to get Antonio Greer in there, you know, get Brad Spence or Jordan Crook uh, if you can. But, uh, you know, you got to go with the guys that you trust, and so far, Gene Thomas doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He had one on that big run, um, I think that 38-yard run by Williams, his first carry, uh, Thomas kind of followed the quarterback, and that's what left that big gaping hole for for Thomas to run through. So, I mean, nobody's perfect, but generally those two guys make the fewest mistakes, and that's that's half of it, (laughs) who's going to make the fewest mistakes on top of who's going to make the plays. Hey, Hey, Trey, what are your thoughts on playing in Arlington? Two more years uh, up in the contract, expecting an extension probably for Arkansas. But what are your thoughts? I mean, do you think overall? Yeah. 
I can't wait till it's over. <laughs> Personally, <laughs> yes. But thought. do you think the benefits for Arkansas have been there at all for the no. university and the program? No, I think uh, I think it hurts you from a recruiting standpoint. I think it hurts you in this stretch right here. I mean, here you are in game two of a four-game road stretch, basically. Uh, Arkansas is one in ten against Texas A&M uh, since, uh, and obviously, you know, one of those, two of those games were in Arlington, or excuse me, were in, in Bryan College Station. Two of those games were, but uh, yeah, I mean, they they've won once there since Texas A&M has joined the conference. Uh, they can bring recruits there, but they can't talk to them. They certainly can't show them um, facilities. They can't show them, um, you know, where their classes will be or any of those types of things. So I think it's a negative for recruiting. It's so hard. I mean, guys, think about this. It's, I mean, Mississippi State's not playing very well. And if Arkansas doesn't pick it up, that Mississippi State game has 11 a.m. written all over it. So you're talking about you have one opportunity to bring recruits in in a long stretch, and it's the BYU game. Because it's hard to get players to Arkansas because they come from farther away. And forget about it, if the recruit has a road game that night, he's not getting up at you know, 4 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning or whatever to drive from Dallas to, to Fayetteville for an 11 a.m. game. Just not happening. So um, I think it hurts recruiting. I think it's, uh, it's getting a little stale because it's every year in the same building. It's nicer to – bounce around from home, you know, every other year go to Texas A&M. sounds a lot more fun than just every single year going to the same place. Um, my personal, aside from all of that, aside from the fact that I don't think it's great for Arkansas, and it's, you know, they usually do the, a war memorial game, not not every year now, but when they have done it, it coincides with that Texas A&M game. So there's another home game that you lose uh, in Fayetteville. Uh, and And – I, I can understand having the War Memorial game for, you know, a uh, less notable opponent where you're not going to sell it out versus, you know, having two games away. Me personally, though, also, and I'll be in Arlington. I said I probably wasn't going to do it, but I'm going. Oh, uh, the press wow. box is so <laughs> far from the field. Mm. I'm going to try to sneak down this year and just find a seat and just sit, kind of enjoy it like, you know, kind of the fans do. I like to do that every once in a while. Uh, but I'm going to try to do that because I just end up watching the big screen. You That's know, true. It's, it's too hard it's, not to. It's massive, and it's right there. It's massive, and mm. the other option is, you know, looking watching, at Watching a game through yeah. binoculars. That's what you right. do. Has it That's ever it been – as someone just asked this on our Structural uh, Solutions text line, they said you don't think recruits – like to know they get to play in Jerry World. Has it ever been a topic that they have discussed with you as as a huge benefit? Not, I mean, obviously no. it's a perk. I'm sure no one's going to say I don't want to play there. But I mean, truly a, a a huge benefit for the university in recruiting. I think there's there's that aspect of it. But what about this? You're never going to get to play in Bryan College Station. You're never going to play Kyle Field. You know, <laughs> I mean, there's also that aspect yeah, of it. Think, yeah, but think about where Arkansas recruits. They'd probably rather play in Dallas than they would College Station. And uh, sure, I'm not sure but they can't at, bring. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure playing can. at Texas A&M's that big a deal, but but it doesn't matter because in two years it'll be a home and home, and probably every other year at least two out of three Arkansas will play either in Austin or College Station. So I bet if you guys had a candid conversation with Sam Pittman and asked him if he'd rather oh, play home no, and home he'd with Texas play home A&M, and home. right? Sure absolutely for rec- <laughs> and recruiting and all that stuff. Because again, you can bring you can't recruits. Can't take recruits to A&M. You can't take them there either. You can't, but every other year you can bring them to your stadium, and usually it's an early game in the season. 
I'm, so. I'm probably not going to agree with you on that. I think playing in Arlington has been helpful with Texas recruits. There, as mentioned earlier in the program, there are a lot of Razorback fans in the Dallas metro area. There are. And I, I think a, a, a player that grows up in Dallas would think it's a bigger deal to play in AT&T Stadium than it would be to play at College Station. That's, that's my opinion. I could be wrong. You talk to him. I don't. But I, that's, that's what I think now. No, I, I, don't, I don't really I talk understand to the recruits the that much anymore. But um, well, I do. Dis- I understand the disadvantages if you can't talk to recruits. I get that, and and if you lose a home game doing it, I get that. And I'm not advocating for playing there anymore, but mm. I think it's. I think for recruits in Central Texas, it's a big deal to see that game. Yeah. Well, I'm also, you know, I would probably argue that, uh, you know, Arkansas, it hasn't been kind to Arkansas from a record standpoint. No. And teams like players like to go to winning programs sure. <laughs> in Arkansas. Um, not having a home game against you couldn't, there's no way you could ever convince me that Arkansas would be 110 in this series over the last 11 if they were playing home and home series. But if you no went way. by one loss, then what recruit that came to the BYU game would go to the Arkansas? You know that it can't be based on one game, one sure. lost. It's it's got to be a lot more than that. And and what about nine? I'm losses? just talking about this one particular series. <laughs> or ten, I guess one in ten. <laughs> ten losses. Well, how many? Okay, when you're going into South Texas, how many Ar- How many players at A and M once is Arkansas going to get? One out of fifteen, maybe. Oh, they've been pretty good in, no, in, in no, Missouri they've City, Texas. They they've been good out of Missouri they've won City. Head-to-head battles with Texas A and M. Yeah. Okay. And, and if they have, then it doesn't matter if they lost to Texas A&M. If they I would the say it's a better anyway. clip than one out of fifteen. But okay. um, then, the, then the series uh, hadn't mattered. I would also, I would also argue that um, they're not going to extend this. This is no, over. No, 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 no. And that's because the university doesn't think there's a lot of benefit in it. Absolutely, I, I get that. I get all of that. But I do think prospects like seeing that game there, gentlemen. In my opinion. W- we have some callers. Let's, okay, all right. Let's talk to Savage. But Clay and I are having such a good time. Randy, stop it. Come on. Good good dialogue going on here. But Savage you know, is a great always, caller. So. It's always interesting to me because I'll get in, in back and forth, you know. I'll get in back and forth with people like on my YouTube comments or something like that, and they'll eventually go, why are you being so defensive? And I'm like, what are you talking? We're just arguing. We're arguing our points here. We're I'm just not debating. Defensive. It's a good debate. Exactly. Healthy debate. Yeah, exactly. That's right. I get it. Savage, good afternoon. Do you have a question or comment for Trey? Absolutely. Rick, stop being so long-winded. You know, you get on the plate <laughs> so. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but actually, I'm, I'm, I'm in the boat with you on this one. Trey, I don't, I don't agree with what you say about Texas A&M, even though we've okay. lost the games. And then mm-hmm. now that, you know, we don't have Twitter fans to cut that off and – we're playing at Texas A&M. We're not getting any recruits out of Texas, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know they play in Louisiana. I think I think uh, Baton Rouge playing in that venue is way more. I, I love that venue compared to. I don't know. I just don't feel like I'm at a football game for some reason. Maybe it's just because of the press area and stuff. But uh, right, it's not like they're uh, beating LSU out for a bunch of recruits either by going to Baton Rouge. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'll say this. Hold on, Savage, real quick. I will tell you, you right. listening to Bruce James talk on the morning show, and he was actually bringing up the fact that those are some of his, you know, playing in the Southwest Conference, some of his fondest memories, namely because they went 3-0 and against him. But he said it's a, an incredible environment as far, as far as a college atmosphere goes. And he wished that maybe some of these kids could experience that. And now it's – I don't even know how much bigger it is 
than when he played yeah. there in terms of size and scale. But he was saying how he kind of wished that the the students got experience of the college station instead of just the neutral side game. But that's just yeah, I always that was felt like it was. I would agree. I would agree with that. But we're talking about somebody that played in the '60s yeah, compared sure. to the kids sure. nowadays. Sure, sure, they sure. Wanna, they sure. want to be at Jerry's World, and you know, and as far as recruiting goes, how many percentage? What do you think? How many kids are we losing from Texas A&M? You know, that because of this rivalry. I mean, are we losing that many recruits, Trey? I know you said you don't, I don't talk think, recruits. I don't that think that it has been good for Arkansas since Texas A&M joined the conference. I don't think that's been a positive development. And one Arkansas one note, too, I don't think Texas A&M and Kyle Field, I mean, with the renovations, it's not like it's a huge step down. I mean, Jerry World was, was a novelty 12 well, years no, ago. It's 100,000 seats. Yeah, it's 100,000. I mean, the right. environment now is that, yeah. I mean, it's fascinating what they've been but, able but, to build down there. they got oil money. Ar- they, they're willing Arkansas, to pay Jimbo $87 million to walk away. Arkansas, $77 <laughs> It's only 7 Sorry, seven, sorry. Seven, that was 87 seven last year. That's right. Sorry. <laughs> Arkansas. Uh, I appreciate it, Trey. Y'all thanks, Savage. One. Yeah, I, I kind of lost my train of thought, but uh, when the music I mean, this almost Find needs to be, the break. Co- to be continued. <laughs> All right, Trey. <laughs> we'll you. talk with you tomorrow. Trey Media of hogsports.com.